Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 13, where I'm going to give you the breakdown of who I am and everything about me, since it's the one thing I haven't shared with you yet. What if everything you know about weight loss and overall health was purchased just to sell a product? What if your health was sacrificed just to increase profit margins? And what can you do to become more aware and question all the greedy motives that are putting your life and your loved ones at risk? Welcome to our podcast, Health Over Greed, with your host, Tyler Clark. The answers to these questions start in three, two, one. So I've been spending a lot of time discussing everything about health, the vicious cycle that we're in, and different aspects where you can actually lose weight and become a healthier you. But on today's podcast, I really want to discuss who I am. I I realized that after I started doing a lot of these podcasts that I haven't told you my story. You don't know anything about me. You're just listening to some of my opinions and my research and my facts and everything that I've come out for to try to make a simple version to help you on your journey, but I haven't told you anything about me. So I'm going to dedicate this podcast today to tell you a little bit about my backstory, what's got me to where I'm at today, and tell you a little bit about my passions, my mission, and everything going forward. So let's start off. I've spent the majority of my life around health and fitness. And just like you, I bought into all the lies that have been fed to me since I could even remember. Any of these sound familiar to you? Hey, eat six meals a day. Eat every two to three hours. It's going to boost your metabolism. Reduce your calories. Make sure you have portion control. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Exercise is the key to losing weight. Now, this is just to name a few. What if I told you I'd pay you $10,000 to lose 30 pounds in just 60 days? I wonder what your first thoughts would be. Think about it. Maybe I'll start going to the gym in the morning. I'll start eating healthier. I'll start counting my calories. I'll juice my fruits. Now, what if I told you this was all false programming? The truth is much, much less expensive and easier to do than what you've been told to believe. So now let me start with my backstory. In high school, I was a tall, 6'4", skinny as hell, 140-pound athlete or wannabe athlete, however you want to look at it. I loved basketball, but I only focused on shooting around instead of learning how to grow my body in the weight room. It wasn't something that was taught in our high school. Yes, we had weights as a core class, but nobody was jumping through hoops to tell me I needed to put on weight on this really skinny frame. I had found a passion around cars, so I spent most of my time buying car parts and hanging out with the older crowd rather than trying to understand how I could progress my basketball career. After high school, when I was around 19, I hung out with a group of guys who loved basketball just as much as I did, and we played in pickup games as often as we could as long as we kept consistent numbers. Now, these guys used to make fun of how skinny I was all the dang time. The tall guy who couldn't post up a point guard. This turned my focus into building muscle and becoming stronger and completely focused my energy on bodybuilders. I spent the next six months eating six times a day like everybody was telling me to do and eating 10,000 calories while lifting heavy for hours each day. Now, this is something I had to do. I was so skinny that I could eat whatever I wanted and not ever could I gain a pound. So now I exploded from 140 pounds skinny dude to over 200 pounds. I was blown away how I was able to gain 60 pounds. Now mind you, I lost my abs, but I was now in need of a new wardrobe since nothing fit me anymore. They used to call me Baby Gap because my shirts fit me so tight that you can imagine it, right? (laughs) Terrible. 
I started to buy into protein shakes and supplements to increase my workouts. I made sure I had a protein shake within an hour after my workouts to make sure I didn't lose muscle because that's all the articles on the internet were teaching me. People started asking me how I gained so much weight and what I was eating and they wanted me to teach them. This was the time I started to love health and fitness and started to think I should start writing meal plans for skinny dudes. Everything on the internet and TV were showing muscular guys with shredded abs getting all the girls so it was definitely motivating me to become a muscle head and to get stronger than anybody I knew. This motivation led to listening to peers and I began my journey down a road of taking steroids. I mean, why not? They're illegal, which tells me they have to work because anything good is always banned. And the guy I was going to buy them from? We're getting them from the same doctors in your local hospitals that have a very lucrative side business. I didn't want to wait. I wanted to become strong fast now. After a full cycle, I weighed in a beefy 250 pounds of solid muscle. So we're talking 110 pounds that I grew on my 6'4 frame. Now I started to get obsessed with research on muscle and testosterone. And then I stumbled upon HGH, human growth hormone. Well, that same guy knows a doctor who is a direct supplier in Mexico who has the purest HGH you can get on the black market. Of course I ordered it. I was having a tough time getting abs and I was extremely puffy. This miracle drug was going to lean me out and shred me up just like the guys in the movies. Now, if you're familiar with steroids at all, you can never do just one cycle. You always need more because the feeling is unexplainable. You seriously feel like Superman. Now, before my first cycle, I said I'd never do another cycle again. Before my first cycle, I said I'd never do another cycle and made up excuses that I'm not like everyone else just so I could justify the first cycle. You guessed it, I ordered my second cycle and continued the same life I did in the first cycle. Now, like I've said, I have not done drugs in my life. And so steroids, I mean, you consider it a drug, so maybe I have, but it's so addicting. The feeling, the way you feel, it's just, it's unexplainable. So I really got addicted at that point. Over the next 13 years, I've been through extreme roller coaster rides from losing weight to being muscular and to being fat and overweight. I've lived in multiple areas of weight and I have a different story for each instance. For example, there was a time in my life where I, I was selling cars for a local car dealership in my hometown. I went to the gym every day. I felt great. And then a woman entered my life. As I started to see her more and more, all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was all moved in and life took a hold of me. I was working full time, living the married life without even being married. And as days started flying by, I started making excuses of not having time for the gym. Because remember, I'm associating weight loss to the gym. So I just thought I had to get to the gym because I had to get back in shape. And I was starting to pack on some serious weight. So bad that when I would wake up in the morning, I had to feel the pain of each step to the bathroom because my feet would hurt so bad that I literally needed to warm them up. After complaining so much in the mornings and after having my hearty pancake and bacon breakfast, I'd tell her I'm going to start going to the gym and eating better tomorrow. Well, tomorrow never came and I found myself working at an event at a local fairgrounds for the dealership I was working for. I went to the food court where I was munching down on delicious corn on the cob and the best maple bars in the country. But I'm sure that everybody says that about their maple bars at their own fairgrounds, right? And then I heard my name being called out. And one of my friends at the time I played a lot of basketball with, who is now one of my best friends today, his name's Sheldon. He's probably gonna get mad at me for that. <laughs> but he said, bro, you look like a school bus. What happened? Unfortunately, I was wearing a yellow polo. 
and I was extremely overweight. So I guess that statement was really fitting at the time. Now, fast forwarding to the breakup, I moved out and I knew I needed a change. I mean, what girl would be caught dead with a slob like me? I was feeling insecure, unhappy, even depressed at times. It was okay though, because I know how to lose weight. So I thought, so I drew up my diet plan and got to work. I was a genius. Want to know why? Because I read everything there was to know about weight loss. Doesn't that make me an expert? We'll get to that later. I ate six meals a day, chicken, rice, and coarse vegetables, egg whites, protein shakes, and tuna. If I work out and expend 3,000 calories, including my BRM, and restricting my calories to 2,000, that's a deficit of 1,000 calories. So this formula is guaranteed to work. Now, if you're curious what BRM means, it simply means the calories you're going to burn in a 24-hour period if you just laid in bed all day. So every day I was starving, awaiting my next meal, but I was excited because I knew it was just my metabolism cranking at high volume. But I dreaded my next meal because it was bland, boring, and I couldn't wait for a week to go by for my next cheat meal. The pizza, the donuts, everything that I've been craving. And then when I would have my cheat meal, it would turn into a cheat day. And then sometimes it would turn into a cheat week, a cheat month. I'm sure a lot of you have been there with me. So I'd start losing weight, but then I hit a plateau. I started getting discouraged, so I would just simply exercise more and restrict more calories, which would work until it plateaued again. I'd lose the weight fast, but before you knew it, I'd regain or rebound the weight I lost over time. This just seemed like a vicious cycle that I couldn't get out of, and I didn't understand why. So now I'm working for Anytime Fitness as a manager, following all the same failed advice, but hoping it would have a different result. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Anyway, I met this guy who had lost 85 pounds in just 30 days, and now I was intrigued because that was just fascinating to me. So I had to ask him a million questions. So I had to ask him a million questions, but it all came down to one answer. And that answer was keto. This guy would put his body into a state of ketosis and let his body just start burning fat instead of carbs. Now, if you know anything about me yet, if I become interested in a subject, I get extremely obsessive. So I started researching and implementing these strategies into my own life, and it just blew me away. If you are somebody that's never heard of keto, a short explanation is this. It's a high-fat, low-carb diet. Basically, you can eat all the tasty, greasy foods out there and still lose weight. Bulletproof coffee, bacon, cheese, yum. Now, this diet frustrated a lot of people because they demonized it saying you were going to clog your arteries and your cholesterol would start to skyrocket and you would die. Naturally, I'm stubborn, so I didn't listen and introduced keto as being a lifestyle of eating for me for honestly for a few years. The craziest part is I started watching new products come out. Book launchings and even your favorite fast foods started carrying keto safe meals. So now I was no longer the weird one who went to the drive-thru, ordered my hamburger without the bun, and they put it in a lettuce wrap. Yeah, I would do that. My friends would make fun of me. Be like, dude, that's so weird that you do that at the drive-thru. <laughs> Even my mom, I remember the first time I ever took her and I did that. She was like, that's so weird. You actually just asked them for that? I was like, yeah. And a lot of people are becoming more friendly to it. Now for a few years, I go on and off again on a ketogenic diet. But I usually get thrown off of it when I have my cheat meals. Because just like eating chicken and rice every day, there comes a point where it becomes boring. And you just want that hit of carbs and sugar. Without even realizing it, I was just in another vicious cycle, just like I was previously. So I got to the point again where I was weighing in at 246 pounds, and this time there was no muscle to be found. Before I knew it, a year had passed 
binging on alcohol and constantly eating fast food and snacking on candy like it was going out of style. My addiction was surreal. I had to have sweets after every meal. I had to take, go to Maverick and take advantage of their four for a dollar candy bars. I had to do it because I was so addicted to the sugar. But I would have never thought that being addicted to sugar was a real thing because I never really understood how the brain reacts to it. But that's in some podcast episodes you can go listen to. Even when I got to work or had to go to a meeting, we were treated with donuts and bad foods. So I always had an excuse of starting tomorrow. Or if I was doing the diet, I had an excuse to say, oh, just this one time. You know what? Everybody around me is saying, hey, you can't take life too seriously. You can just have one. You can just restart tomorrow. But what people don't understand is that is the trigger that starts a bad chain of dominoes from falling and sending me on a path to my old ways. So again, I am back to moments where I'm saying, I'm just going to start tomorrow. And not days go by, not weeks, but months start going by. I was starting to feel very insecure about my body again. I would even buy bigger shirts so I could suck in my stomach and make it look like I wasn't fat. Trust me, after years, I got great at doing this. For pictures, I would know how to execute the perfect pose so people couldn't see how fat I had gotten. Then anytime summer came around and there were pool parties or vacations at the beach, you would be absolutely crazy to think I was going to have my shirt off. I hated it because a lot of the shirts that I was wearing, I could feel my love handles sticking out the back anytime I was standing a certain way. So I was very mind conscious of how I was sucking in my stomach, how I was pulling down my shirt, how the positions I'd have my shirt, just because I was so self-conscious about my weight. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been spending his whole life about health and fitness and all of that. And then you're going to have people look at you and you've just and you've just lost yourself like that was something that really got to me. I believe that every man and woman lives life from trial and error, but there are only a certain few who take a stand in time for themselves to get to know who they are and enter the long journey of self-development. Life lessons are the building blocks to who we are as individuals. I used to absolutely hate reading books until I found people I connected with the most. I remember growing up, I would tell my mom all the time, uh, I don't like reading. <laughs> like they had boxcar children books. If you're my age, you probably remember those books or the Goosebumps books. You know, every once in a while, you just like read some of those books where you're like, I hate opening up a book. So I just never read. It was just too boring to me. But then I started getting into these books, the people that are really, truly connected to. So as I would read these books, all my life lessons started coming to light and shining with answers and how I could correct them and start polishing the best version of myself. I became obsessed and I started reading book after book of self-development books. I was just blown away that the most successful and smartest people who have ever lived on our planet took their blood, sweat, and tears and created their best work and put it into a book for us to read. That kind of knowledge only costs, what, 10 to $30? Wow. Instead of being a guy who scrolled through my Facebook feed, filling my brain with useless knowledge and what my friends were eating for dinner, I started to understand I wanted to learn every bit of information from the best of the best people who have ever taken the time to write a book. This journey then sent me on another chapter of finding books that have actually been written about our health and losing weight but it is also hard to find because it isn't a part of a money-making agenda. This is when I discovered fasting. And little did I know, this would be the very moment I changed my life forever. The first time I ever heard about it, I thought of religion and how some religious groups fast for a variety of different reasons. So doesn't fasting mean starving myself? 
it was mind blowing because what I was about to learn was going to change my perspective on how I viewed everything I've ever learned or been taught. I was reading a book by Jason Fung. It's named The Obesity Code. Here I was trying to learn why we get fat and how our bodies actually work, but little did I know this is the first time I would hear of a fasting to lose weight. So if you know me a little bit better by now, you also know I was going to take this to the extreme. If this is the first time you've heard of fasting, let me give you a short explanation or you can listen to my previous podcast, which discusses it in an hour long episode. It's when you don't eat. So going a period of time where your blood sugar levels come down and insulin, a fat storing hormone, stops secreting into your blood. During this time, your body is now starting to convert stored fat into energy since it's no longer getting energy from food sources. Basically, you want to allow your body to be in a more fasted zone to lose weight than a fed zone. So now I started implementing and learning all sorts of different strategies on this subject. The problem was it's hard to find any kind of good information on the subject because it's either covered up or health authorities and nutritionists demonize anybody who even thinks of doing it. You know how there are some people you can only hate or love them, there is no in-between? That's how the information of fasting is in our society today. And one of the first real sample sizes came clear when I embarked on this journey. I got lucky though, because I had a group of friends at the time who were extremely supportive of everything I was doing. Not only were they supportive, they were even implementing a lot of the strategies I was coming across. Like me though, they would start feeling the pressure as I was getting tested for the beliefs I was just coming across. I knew I had to lose weight because 246 pounds was completely disgusting to me and it was weighing me down. Okay, so if keto uses fat to burn for energy and fasting is supposed to burn fat, then why am I not fasting while eating a ketogenic style diet so my body is completely in a fat burning state? So I started skipping breakfast, which breakfast actually means break fast, break your fast. All you gotta do is separate break and fast and you will see it. I would fast for 16 hours a day and eat for eight hours. So I was in a more fasted state. At this point, fasting was grabbing my attention full force because I was finding out it's the lifeblood of human beings. Now come to find out, if you're sick, don't eat. If you're fat, don't eat. If you're a type two diabetic, don't eat. What? None of that makes sense. None of that is what I've been taught. We're taught that if you're sick, take your medication. If you're fat, reduce your calories. If you're a type 2 diabetic, take your medication. This was a lot for me, so I wanted to put this to the test and see the results for myself instead of just believing information. Over the course of 90 days, three months, I began to fast while eating a high dietary fat diet with no carbs, and I journaled this entire journey the entire way. I was also working a full-time job that consisted of high-pressure cells. When I started to skip breakfast at work meetings, my boss would bring donuts and coffee for us. So I just wouldn't eat the donuts and my boss and some employees would laugh at me and make fun of me that I was just starving myself and it isn't good for me. This was my first sign this journey was going to be tough because the same people who were bringing me donuts to eat were laughing at the very thing I was doing to make me healthier. This was crazy because I was shedding fat at a crazy pace. I wasn't even going to the gym. I wasn't doing any exercise. I was never hungry. I had tons of energy and I was sleeping like a baby. I never craved sugars. I never craved desserts or bad foods and eventually got to the point where I was only eating once a day. How is this possible? At this point, I was becoming very excited. I set out to do a 14 day fast, right? Crazy, 14 days without food, that's right. I intended to not eat any food 
for 14 entire days and only drink water. Now, people made fun of me for skipping breakfast. How would people react to this concept? So I knew I had to keep it a secret because it would make my journey much, much harder if people knew what I was doing, especially the people who love and care about me. They were going to be my biggest critics because they care. So I just finally understood that nobody understands. And to kind of go back to that point of the cravings, when I would be in a ketogenic diet, I would still have cravings and want my next cheat meal. But the difference with fasting is I was spending so much time where my body was actually depleting my fat. I had no sugar triggers. Everything was depleted. I'm a guy who doesn't like routine. I eat the same meal every day. I don't get bored of it because now my body doesn't look as food as a priority. I give it what it needs every day and then we go on our day and work hard. Now, back to my story. So I'll never forget I was at a friend's gender reveal and one of my friends in my inner circle, we had a plan to do a prolonged fast. Now I was gonna do a 14 day fast. So what ended up happening is he told everybody at the party that I was gonna do a fast and the second these words left his mouth that I was doing a 14-day fast. I heard words like, you're stupid, you're idiotic, you're going to starve to death, you're going to kill yourself, that's insane. But luckily, this person rebounded and said I was going on a social media fast. Why am I telling you this? Because fasting in our society is not accepted as healthy. And these people's first reactions was marketing and brainwashing, working at its finest. Think about it. Think about it. None of these people even did any type of real research or studying, yet demonized me the second they heard it while after even offering me cake and ice cream. Just to make this last statement relevant, I'll prove to you in later podcasts how sugar is more deadly and dangerous than any other drug on the market. All right, so how was I possibly going to go 14 days without food, working a full-time job, and being around people who absolutely didn't understand what I was doing? Then the advice and material on the internet was so bad, it was insanely hard to have faith or hope this was the right thing to do. But honestly, I didn't care if it killed me. I was going to test this theory out because the benefits outweighed anything I've been doing the last 30 years of my life. So I documented my journey in a 14-day video. It's roughly 30, 35 minutes long, but you will see my before and after pictures as well as checking my vitals every day and watching the roller coaster ride I went through for my body to adjust back to normal. It was like straight rehab. For a sugar addict. If you want to watch that for yourself, I've got the link in this podcast below. Click that. It's going to take you over to YouTube and you can watch my journey. The 14-day water fast was the single greatest moment of my life because it connected everything for me. That's exactly the moment I had my epiphany. That's when I asked myself the greatest question that I could have ever came up with when it comes to health and weight loss. This was the moment my passion and my purpose and my mission all came together. Look, I'm, I'm getting chills right now because it makes me so happy to think about. My mission in life opened up for me in this very moment. So what was the greatest question? Here it is. What are the motives behind that answer? For example, if a company wants to sell you something, they need to create a solution to your problem. How do I lose weight? Well, reduce your calories. Benefits weight loss industry. How do I stay healthy? Eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. Who does it benefit? The cereal industry. You're sick. We have a pill for that. Who does it benefit? The pharmaceutical companies. What if fasting was the miracle cure for everything? Who benefits from it? You do. Who makes money from this? 
No one. Why would anybody promote such a thing they can't make money from? Let me give you, let me give you a couple of stats. Pharmaceutical companies' yearly revenue in the United States, $450 billion. And that's estimated to reach $1.1 trillion by 2022. By 2022. Now, breakfast cereal yearly revenue is $37.4 billion. The weight loss industry yearly revenue is $66 billion. I'm talking with a B, people. I'm talking with a T. Each one of us, depending on what you make in your career, any of us can make anywhere from $30,000 a year all the way up to $250,000 a year. Because then the 1% is way higher than $250,000 a year. It's like, I forgot the stat, but it's like, so don't, don't correct me if I'm wrong. But I, th I think it's like 90% of people are either in the, the range of 30% to $250,000 a year. And that's where it stops. Because then the super rich, the really wealthy people are way higher than that number. But that's why the number's so low. That's why they say like 1% or whatnot. But I want you to think about your yearly income that you make to provide for your family. Now compare that to a billion dollars. So why in the world would they want to not sell you a product? This is why fasting will never be recognized. Maybe, I, I was reading a pretty awesome article one time, and they were talking about maybe in 10 to 15 years, it might become more relevant. But then I was like, nah, nah, we're going to push it harder. There's got to be more people like me that are going to push this narrative a lot harder. We have a huge world, but if we can start saving one life at a time, bingo. Now, these massive trends only started happening in the early 1960s. So fasting used to be a way of life until the greed of money hit its very existence. So, hit its very existence. So everything I was just saying. So my massive obsession grew out of control because instead of hanging out with friends, going to work, or going to family events, I started pushing everybody away just to build myself into a more fine-tuned machine. I spent hours, days, and even years reading books and digging through massive amounts of bad information that it all made my purpose and mission in life so much clearer. I want to let the world know that we matter. Every person isn't just another number on the drawing board, but a beautiful soul that deserves to be given the right information without sacrificing our very own health for it. So to kind of go back a little bit before I go forward, now remember, I was weighing in at 246 pounds. In 90 days without any exercise, I got down to 188 pounds. And after I started introducing just regular foods again, I got up to 190. So I didn't regain anything. Five months went by and I hovered at 190. How amazing. 56 pounds of fat. And if you guys want to know or see what a pound of fat looks like, you should Google it. It's about the size, if you put it in your hand, it's about the size of a can of like a, a tomato can or a soup can. Now times that by 56, that's how much fat I lost in 90 days. So now, today, it's going to change a lot now, but I'm putting my body through a ton of different trials. I'm trying different things. I'm trying to debunk a lot of things out there trying to gain weight on purpose as well as lose it in the same amount of days. So stay tuned with me because I'm going to be pushing a lot of content out there of watching me do it. My biggest pet peeve 
is watching everybody in the weight loss industry, everybody out there trying to lose weight and to better themselves using formulas that don't work, but push it on other people with without really understanding it. But then the worst part about it, the biggest pet peeve I have is watching people who are out of shape, who are not in great shape, who have not walked the journey, who have not walked the path, and they can talk and talk and talk of how great it is. Prove it. So that is what I'm doing. I'm proving it for you that these strategies work and it's a way of life. I've spent 13 years diving into this vicious circle all around me. I've never been in a better place to provide information for you. And that brings me to my next point. No, guys, I am not certified in nutrition. I am not certified. I'm not a certified MD or a PA. I don't got my PhD. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not any health authority or nutritionist out there. I don't have that behind my name. But what I will tell you, what I do have behind my name is experience. I don't have books of bad information. I've been studying and researching the best of the best while going through every experience possible. I'm not one of those doctors telling you how to lose weight that don't know how to lose weight themselves. I'm sure somebody can relate with me on that one. Somebody telling you you got to lose weight and the doctor's more overweight than you. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy who's going to shed the light and expose everything that is greedy for money that puts your health at risk. So for any of you that say, I need to go get some type of certification so people can actually believe in some of the things I'm saying, it's never going to happen. I am not going to go get myself certified. I've certified myself and worked so much harder than I believe any of these courses will ever teach you. I'm not going to go learn information that's fed to me that we're supposed to believe. So I encourage you to follow me because this journey is going to be amazing. The few podcasts that you've listened to so far is not even close to where this is going. You're going to get a podcast every day. Every day you're going to get something teaching you something new that they don't want you to know. Something you can implement in your life, in your kids' lives, in your loved ones' lives, in your family's lives to help them become a healthier them. If we can take one bad thing a day and take it and remove it from our lives, we're on the right path. All right, I'm done ranting about that. I thought I would just give you some clarification on that. So let's dive into the very last part, my mission. I'm going to change the lives of millions of people across the globe while creating massive awareness on every front so we can start questioning everything we're putting into our bodies from the ingredients in your favorite supplements to the fake sugars into your favorite foods. Now, my purpose is to give you non-sponsored information, non-biased information while creating extremely informative insights that are so fast and simple that you can start introducing it to your life today. I will produce free content with absolutely amazing value in each podcast or YouTube episode that you can take at least one golden nugget of information and start implementing my strategies in your life today. So again, I will never be bought. Nobody will ever sponsor my information no matter how big it may get. That is my promise to you. You don't have time to procrastinate. We live in a world where cancer is slaughtering 1.7 million people a year. Diabetes is murdering 3.4 million people a year. And we are currently a chemically enhanced test subject that is guaranteed to fail ending in some type of cardiovascular disease. In my opinion, anybody born in the 80s and above, we are going to suffer from mass deaths as we start to get into our 50s. And it will be even more scarier for the ones born sooner. 
We don't know the test results of all the garbage we're being fed. And I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to risk my family's life nor mine to find out they're only going to lead to tears. So take a moment. Follow me on every platform. I've provided a link below for every platform that you can follow me on. If you love life and you love your loved ones, take a ride on this journey with me to create a life that doesn't end in horrifying results. Without you, I cannot go up against the heavy hitters like Pepsi or Coca-Cola who sponsor celebrities to use their influence to make you believe everything that comes out of their mouth. It starts with you. Help me make a difference because it's time to take a stand and scream from every rooftop across the world stage. I am more than just a statistic. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review as we'll be dropping a new episode every day to help you on your journey to losing weight, becoming healthier, or even help save the lives of your loved ones. It's time to question everything we believed and show the world I am more than just a statistic. And if you want to know more about our host, Tyler Clark, visit www.officialtylerclark.com.